Hey, hey everyone, this is Prashant and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guest will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they find super helpful in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a Gmail plugin that sits on top of your existing inbox and delivers your emails in batches, at times pre-selected by you. With Mailman, you get complete control of when and what emails land in your inbox. Hence, minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You will also find this link in the description below. Today, we have Azar Shad with us. Azar is presently working as growth lead at Synthesis School. Previously, he has grown multiple SaaS companies from zero to seven figures. He also runs a growth marketing newsletter that shares secrets to grow in your career as a growth marketer. You can subscribe to that newsletter by going to azarshad.com newsletter. The link will again be found in the show notes below. Azar, we are so glad to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, pleasure to be here. It's uh, completely our, our pleasure to be hosting you. Okay, let's jump straight into the format. And the first question I have waiting for you is, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? Yeah, so the, the first three ideas I have is for you that I think would be attractive to your, to your team, to your listeners would be, speed is everything. So I move very fast and I, I get shit done faster. And I think not just fast, but also right. So I think speed is everything. Uh, people who snooze, they lose. So like, uh, I need you need to get things done faster to iterate faster. And that's something that I live by a lot. Okay, so that's one. The another yeah. one is systems, not goals. What I mean is that, and this is what I learned from Atomic Habits, uh, which is, you know, like everybody wants to achieve, to become rich, to, be, to, to lose weight. But what I learned with time that if you have systems around you, you not naturally achieve to the goals that you want to, achieve so go with system be more disciplined and the third one is i learned as a marketing leader is the start stop and continue framework start stop continue framework is very simple it's basically what should you start what should you start now what should you stop doing what you're doing and didn't work and what should you continue doing it and so if you have the start stop continue framework in your meetings your meetings will be more productive so that's just three ideas in terms of two books, if you want to uh, hear from me, that's something I usually give to people uh, as a as a marketer and a person. One is the Almanic of Naval Ravikant, which is, um, you, you all know Naval on Twitter, so like that's like, but like I think his great ideas in one book. And the other book that is not work-related is called The 40 Rules of Love, uh, which actually explains what love is. And I think... <laughs> We do everything out of love, right? So, like, I think understanding love is really important. Um, and so, these are the two ideas, two books I recommend. And the one productivity hack that I would recommend everybody is to so, this is what I live by. I don't think we can do 100 things get done in one day. So, what I do is like, I think about one single idea, one big thing. That's the concept. It's a book as well called One Big Thing. And I try to get one thing done per day, which is the biggest task of my life. And that's it. Great. So uh, let's first talk about the ideas you shared. So you said speed is everything and you do everything as per that, that you optimize for speed always. So in the spirit of speed, do you ever 
compromise on quality? If, if there is a situation that you have to choose between speed or quality, what do you, what do you choose? Um, so the I, way I think about quality is that you release first and look at the quality and then release again. So it's about uh, releasing faster. Yeah. Then and so for example, one good example is hey, we have this landing page. What should we release today? Or should we release like do a proper work and then release it? I always release it today. So I get some feedback and then make it perfect. I think perfection is incremental, not on one go. And there are people who are perfectionists, they actually I feel they are more blockers. But I do respect them for the work they do because it's very hard for me to not do that way, to do that way the way they do it. Yeah, I absolutely love that idea that we shared that perfection is incremental. You don't achieve it at one go, you just keep working on it. It's great. Okay. And then you said systems, not goals, right? So uh, would you like to share any systems that you have formed around your goals that replace yeah, goals? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So what I have done is like, so this is just a life hack. I realized that uh, the more I do morning routines, the better I am the whole day. So I have created a system around me that I wake up. I So I have like three, four things that I want to do early morning. Like, you know, your morning meditation, going for a walk and then watching news. German news because I'm trying to improve my German. So instead of me learning German for dedicated time, I just listen to German a lot to become better at German. And uh, just listening to German 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes per day, listening to news in the morning is like getting me to this pace of being a better German. Um, so th that helped me a lot. But I can tell you at work as well, like um, whenever I created systems, I, it was much better to understand where things are going wrong and fixing that rather than going with goals. Sure, we should have a KPI, we should have a help, but in order to achieve the KPI, you need to create a system to get there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great example uh, of having a morning routine. And I believe in that too. I have a very uh, set morning routine that I follow every day. And if I don't follow that on some day, it, something feels off, you know, the entire day. And I totally get that. Okay, then you shared this idea of start, stop, and continue uh, as, a, as a marketing principle that you follow. I'm curious about that as a marketer myself. Uh, talk more into it and if you could take a situation where you have to apply this and how do you do that so this is usually for meetings um when you have a one-on-ones or with a lot of like the entire marketing team you should do a review at the end of the month and say okay you know what what should we first of all stop doing because this is not working so for example last week uh, no this week this week we, i turned off one of the middle of the funnel campaign in our google ads because we spent around twenty thousand dollars and we didn't see that many conversions twenty thousand dollars or something like that so we have to stop it right so that's like one what we started again was like okay that middle of the funnel is not working how about we go create certain competitive landing pages and starting that so we started that and continue is like okay whatever is working just continue that and optimizing it so like in terms of google ads this is how i thought about it and in terms of uh, weekly or monthly review it's really useful because you know that just not do things that are not working right because you think oh nobody's looking at it nobody's questioning let's keep doing it until we see there's a big problem yeah i totally that totally makes sense and i've, I've been in those situations where we have to make that situation that whether to let a funnel keep going and in terms of ad funnels as well uh, but I would like your perspective on this. This is a more marketing specific question. But like if something is not working, you said that the middle of the funnel wasn't working. So did you let the top of the funnel still keep going even when the middle of the funnel isn't working? Or did you stop the entire funnel? No, so I, I, currently I turned off the entire funnel. Okay. Um, then the entire, then one part of it, because right now we have to rethink how the middle of the funnel should be working. And so that's why I have to start a new 
middle of the funnel campaign, which is competitive landing page, because these people yeah. have a problem, yeah, know a little bit of product, but they are not ready to buy immediately. You know what I mean? Got it, got it. Yeah, thanks for answering that. Okay, then you shared two books. Uh, one is Almanac of Ravikant and Forty Rules of Love. Okay, so uh, Almanac of Naval Ravikant is like a very meta book. It shares a lot of life ideas and a lot of things. It's really interesting, and I believe everyone should read it. Uh, but if uh, I would ask you that, what is your one or two big takeaways from that book that you remember to this date? What are those? Yeah, so the compounding interest part, which was something that so I think I missed out a lot. I'm 32 now, and I wish I would have known the, the idea that he shared at the age of 23 or 22. Because imagine for last nine years, I did not invest in basically investing, not invest money in anything, and. Although you don't have a lot of money, you can still invest 20 euros or 50 euros or whatever that number is to, to just be in that thing to compound your money. So I missed out on last 10. So the compounding interest was a very uh, good idea that I thought, oh, I, and so based on that, I started doing things that compound as well. So for example, um, well, I started building a brand. I've started working on search, which is a compound interest. Well, it's compounding benefits. And if you keep doing something, it will compound over the period of time. So like that was the one big idea that I uh, that I took from Naval. I said, okay. And the second thing is that um, is the idea of uh, you know like meditation. So like it, it, people, everybody says you have to do meditation, but like I finally like I. I said, okay, now it's time to pick meditation because, you know, like you need to be, so what Nawal says is that happiness is not presence of something. It's basically absence of nothingness. So basically you don't feel anything. And that's basically like, you don't feel pain, basically. It's the absence of something, but that's what he said. So I felt like I was not doing that really well. And, um, and just having meditation of having that peace, like being in present was the most important thing to me. And uh, that's what I, I really learned these two concepts from this book that were like, I would say did really impact me. There are a lot of them. I, we can quote Nawal all the time, but like this is something that I learned over the period of time uh, and then try to adapt over the time as well. Yeah, that's great. Those are two amazing things that you took, took away from that book. Uh, another book that you mentioned is 40 Rules of Love. Okay, so love is a very interesting concept. Like everyone has different takes on love, but how and what is love? So, uh, what what did you take away from that book? What is love? So uh, basically, I didn't take understanding about not only just what is love, but like how to approach love, basically. And uh, um, there's a story in that there's a book about this book is about Sufism, actually. It's about um, about uh, being with the greater being and, and, and above yourself. It's also about meditation, actually. And uh, concept of love is like so so i cannot describe you in proper word but the concept that the book that gave me was that okay you know you have to there has to be something beyond you something beyond your existence and that is what you're what you should be going after and uh, yeah i mean the book has like worldly love and the spiritual love and so i focus more on the spiritual love part of it great great okay so moving on to my next question for you who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? So I look up to Julian Shapiro. I, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Julian. Yeah. Uh, is somebody I think he's uh, he's a really good thinker. Like he he's underrated in terms of like how big he, he he is and like so that's like Julian is like one guy that I really look up to. And the second person, I, I, I mean, I, I will say somebody who's not 
somebody who's not as popular as Julian would be uh, Steph Smith. So Steph Smith is uh, is also a growth marketer, and I feel like she has figured out a lot of things at the early age, which like she's 27, 28, and she's figured out a lot of things. She's director of marketing so far. So I feel like she, she knows a lot of stuff. And I think I aspire to be her a little because she has these sidekicks going on. She's an audience build. She has this great job at the hustle. And so like, I, I really get inspired from her. And so stessment.io or stessment.io is a website. It is our website and uh, you should definitely check out. Yeah, absolutely. And I follow both of those people that you just mentioned. And I recently attended this uh, session on writing well by Julian, and it was just mind blowing, you know, and he also has this uh, handbook, which he calls it about writing well and also muscle building. And all those are like so, so good. Uh, so people who are interested should just maybe go to his Twitter or directly go to julian.com and you will find all of the handbooks and the blogs. And everything he writes is just mind blowing, which just adds to the point that he said he is a really great thinker. Because if you can think clearly, then you can write clearly. So amazing person. And again, Steph, uh, Steph is doing great work in marketing. Her blogs are again very, very amazing. You should read that too. I will make sure to add the link to her website as well in the show notes below. Okay. So moving on to my last question for you, and you have partly answered this one already, but I'll ask again so that we can talk more about it. So what's the number one productivity trick that you find really helpful? Yeah, so it was the one big thing, the idea of doing one thing properly and feeling really good. So like, you know, like if we have a lot of tasks in the morning and you're like, okay, you know, like you, you, you say, oh, I have to do this, I have to make this list, I have to cross this list. But I said, okay, what would that one task if I do today will make my day complete? And even if I don't do anything, it will still make me happy. And uh, this comes from the idea of the one big thing book. And uh, yeah, I adopted that. And so today my one big thing would be uh, is uh, making a, a document how to run an influencer marketing report, uh, influencer marketing plan. And if that I would do it, it would actually make me happy because then we can actually start working on it. And that's like my one big thing that I want to work on. Yeah, that, that's really incredible. And uh, that's a thing that I've heard a lot of smart people say that they just focus on getting one big thing done every day and they're good, even if they don't get anything else done. So they don't yeah. go after a long to-do list. They just go after the most important things, just get them done and that's it. Yeah, okay. that's what Naval says as well. Like work like a lion, not like a cow, right? So it's like working like a lion and with one big thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Also, before we end this, I would like to ask you some questions about Synthesis School because I'm very curious about what is building at Synthesis. Uh, and there is Anna also working in that. She keeps tweeting about what's happening there. But I would like your perspective uh, from a marketing view. So how are you marketing Synthesis Schools? Because I believe it's definitely a different take on schools. So you, uh, how are you positioning Synthesis Schools and what do you believe it is and how do you market it? Yeah, so... Um... To be honest, um, the way Anna market is exactly how synthesis is. Um, I take one step further and I, I focus on the outcome that synthesis school is giving right now. Sure, it was started by Elon Musk, uh, the idea, and then the, there's a, Josh worked with Elon Musk at Astra and brought. But the most important thing right now with synthesis is like, okay, what is the outcome that kids are getting? So. I see like a lot of kids, a lot of parents saying like my kid broke out of the shell and started speaking in confidence, uh, got leadership skills. Um, all of these things are like, I would say a bit more tangible things that parents want in their kids. And that's what I focus on. And uh, um, Anna is a 
is a very top level um, evangelist level content you see from her what i do is like very tactical so like i've been running ads i've been running paid ads i've been running training you know, advocate marketing platform marketing plan as well so like all of these go through my hands and i'm fi i'm fixing the funnel like a lot of like you know website uh, registration enrollment so yeah so both are doing different jobs but like what anna does is like she teaches people the problem and what i what i do is i amplify the problem to different platforms and so make people aware of this is the problem they have yeah that's great to hear and great to hit the dis distinction between you know a marketer and an evangelist because these days uh, we are seeing this a lot that evangelists are being hired and they are promoting the product or the company and but there's also a marketing side of things so uh, it was nice to know the difference between the jobs of these two people okay uh, okay so with that i would uh, wrap up this episode and lastly i would ask you like if anyone from our audience would like to reach out to you or follow your journey what will be the best way for them to do that i think they should reach out to me on twitter they follow me on twitter and uh, i also write a newsletter if they if they're trying to learn from people's framework and mindset in growth marketing I bring a lot of growth marketers every week on my podcast um, and talk to them about their stories and which gives you axioms and uh, frameworks to think for your own content and uh, try to work on that. And so that's what I do. Great. So I'll make sure to put all those links in the show notes below so people can access it easily. Thank you so much for making it to the podcast, Azar. It was great talking to you.